0: Just go to ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of IC terms and conditions apply.
2: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. When I clock out of the hospital at 6 p.m., I'm not done for the night. That's when Gamer Nurse 40 clocks in, and she's got orcs to slay. Sure, I'm playing a 13-year-old in Scranton, but he's a level 53 mage with a filthy mouth. So I need to stay on top of my game. What'd you call me?
0: That's when I crack open a Heineken Zero Zero. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing.
2: So I can focus on stealing his gold before his mom tells him it's bedtime. Take that, kids.
0: Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly.
2: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
3: GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today.
2: It's the fight in. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. It's the fight in.
4: Hello, and welcome to the Fighting Cock podcast. It's episode fifty, season eleven of the Fighting Cock, and uh, today I'm joined by Ricky and John Bass for a very millisecond. I forgot your name there, John. So thought, make you feel good to be a part of it. All? Uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, we've only known each other what four years now, so that's nice. There was one really time, weird. one time. Listen, I, I, I was, I was, um, I was doing a pod. With, so i so my brain if i if that happens right and i have that moment's lapse that's my brain it's always been that way I, there's been times i've been sitting next to people i like i like, you know i love and my brain won't allow me to recall the name it doesn't matter if i've said it a thousand times i can't do it and the and i was at working at ball street and uh i looked around and i was doing a podcast with my mate james james alcott and I looked across at him and, and I knew, because I was about to refer to him, I had to recall his name. And because I had to recall it, my brain put a block on. It was like a, a, a brick wall would come down. And I looked at him and I went, hmm, um, and he went, you're an usher at my wedding. You were an usher at my wedding and you can't remember my name. It's not conscious. <laughs> it's not a conscious thing. It's just Brain does I thought the pause. Me over. I thought the pause was where you
5: know sometimes you refer to me as Big John Bass, and I thought you were gonna you were gonna insult me. I thought you were gonna come up with a more harsh word for Big before the John Bass. So if you, did, I, I don't know which is worse, either be called Big Fat Disgusting Blob John Bass or no, just I not, would...
4: not remembering my name. No, no one apart from Callum has ever called you a Big Fat Disgusting Slob. Yeah, <laughs> he calls me a slob on a basically on a daily basis. Yeah, he's. Yes. he's... He's got to stop this, because I actually feel like no matter how much of an iron hide you have, at some point it's got to get to you, because you're not that at all. You're just massive. He messaged
5: me the other day calling me a slob, and so I sent him a picture. I'm having a PT at the moment, so I'm trying to train for a marathon. And So I sent him the picture and going, this is what you've driven me to. And then Oh,
4: he, someone lost a bit of weight, have they?
5: And he was oh, not yeah, it's not really working to be honest. Oh. You, you, can't, you can't help it when you when you're the size of a wildebeest, it takes a while <laughs> to, to show. But um yeah, I just wanted to make him feel guilty for a bit, but he, he instead just did, insulted me and said you just look like a sweat, sweaty fat mess. So you, that was
4: nice. John, you um you carry everything about you well, right? You don't look like you shouldn't be the size that you are. And when we say <laughs> size, he's not like He's not jabbing a hut sitting in the corner. He looks correct. You look correct, I think. Me and Ricky have a different, (laughs) different relationship with putting on loads of weight. We don't look correct, do we, Rick?
6: No, it's absolutely disgusting.
4: <laughs> there was one picture that Ricky absolutely hates. That me and Case, every now and then, you won't notice, Ricky. Every now and then, we just sh- we just send it to each other. <laughs> <laughs> You'll know the picture I'm talking about. <laughs> it's from when he was in a pub in, in end and he was just looking up after sipping a pint. I want to send it to you again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that picture.
6: That
4: that was. I think that was probably the worst condition you've ever been in, Ricky. It was unreal
6: yeah no, i 've been in oh i 've been in worse
4: no Don't you haven 't this is, this is the worst, and I keep this picture <laughs> with <me. laughs> yeah, i send it to me oh I? you 're no the one because you, you hate it, it makes you feel sick anyway, <laughs> anyway um uh, there 's been a couple of days that have passed since Manchester United beat tottenham Hotspur at old Trafford uh, and um, i uh, I put out a tweet because I feel like after, after every game, I feel like we should, ad- just even if it's just one tweet, address immediately what happened after the game or how you feel after the game. And I come away from it while massively disappointed because I thought we played well. Massively disappointed. I felt like Tottenham's go to Old Trafford and pretty much dictate the play almost completely. Playing in a way that hasn't served us well, in in, in the season under Conte in that we had, like, possession and we were trying to force it. I came away from it feeling quite hopeful. I felt pretty good about it, even though we lost. But the the replies, I wouldn't say that the, the overall reaction was poor to the tweet. I think, like, if you want to go by these metrics, if they mean anything at all, there's, like, a thousand odd likes. And a few people responded, like, what are you watching? Like, how can you come to that opinion when... Well, I've just seen what I've seen. I just want to want to know what what you felt, guys, after the game, Ricky. If we start with you, like what you felt after the game, like did you did you share my sort of mild optimism about what the the sort of next six to six months to a year or certainly the next season might hold for Spurs, or did you just think I hate Tottenham and I never want to watch them play football ever again?
6: Uh, Honestly, it was the latter. I wanted the club to burn to the ground. (laughs) Um, But after that red mist, um, and the thing is, it wasn't red mist because I was angry of our performance. It was just disappointment that just there was that sliver, if we could beat United at United, there might be a chance that Champions League might be back on. And, you know we may have turned that corner and there might be you know after the the positive results that we've had and you know and then it was just and then they scored the third in the 81st minute and i felt it was it was an unfair result and particularly in the first half and and for actually the, the stats throughout the game i believe we had more shots um more possession. Yeah, we were a better uh, side. Made more tackles, um more passes, um and we were the more aggressive and attacking side. Um and to go to United and have more possession and go at them um, and in the first half even though we went behind, I kind of I I felt that we were going to get back into the game. And uh, and then we did and then um and then again for the second time we we came back into it and it was like there wasn't a part where i just felt uh oh, you know we haven't turned up that's that's been one of the main things when you are so frustrated with tottenham how we play how we're blowing hot and cold uh we we play really well against everton and then we don't turn up at united well we did turn up Well, yeah we lost but we did turn up, and looking back in, you know, in hindsight now, I do feel I do feel positive, and the way we played as well was was, was great, and it wasn't this kind of uh, counter-attacking football that yeah we showed something we, else. We've been, we've been we've been we've been labelled with, so yeah, I, I am I am positive, but yes, straight after the final whistle, I was would, deeply frustrated.
4: If you saw saw that tweet, would you have thought, oh, fuck off, mate! We've just lost. We don't We don't want your philosophical bullshit." I think that might be the problem. Like, maybe I should have waited.
6: Yeah. How long did you, how long was the tweet after that you sent? I've got to say, like, two minutes after the final. Yeah. Episode? Yeah. I may have, may have waited.
4: Yeah. Maybe people don't want to be, like, but they want to be sort of educated, I would say.
6: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the
4: thing is, that's where it comes like. People are angry and they've got a right to be, everyone is fucked off after a result.
6: Like, I was. Uh, Sometimes, was... you, sometimes you don't want to be talked talked off that ledge. Yeah. You just want to be on you that ledge there and you're not going to do anything. You're just going to scream at people down below and, and spit down below and kick your shoe off and just pretend you're going to do something. But really, you know, but I don't need someone leaning over saying, it's going to be all right. It ain't going to fucking be all right. Leave me alone. Just let me wallow.
4: Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think, I think. And this is where the sort of happy clapper stuff gets thrown at. Not so much anymore, but back in the day where we sort of say just eternally optimistic, it's just, and it's okay if it, you know if if people are fucking furious. But I was I was I wouldn't have I didn't tweet anything after the Burnley game because I was so angry then, but this one because we played well, I thought you know this there are there are some there are there is something there's something there to hold on to. Um, John, sorry mate, you haven't said a word yet. What 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 what, what did you make of it all? Yeah, I am. Um...
5: I also came out of that game. That's one of the lowest I felt for a long time. Really, but but but, but I think the reason was is kind of what what Rick just touched on there is because we actually played well. I was disappointed because I felt like we could have won that game on another day. And it wasn't a. There was a penalty. There was a sending off. We got fucked by this. We got fucked by that. It just didn't really happen. Like one of the best players to ever exist just had a fucking great game. He scored a thirty-yard absolute fucking rocket. Just quickly then, on that,
4: did you? Because I got a couple a couple of messages from my mates and my brother saying, "Should have saved that." <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I think that's harsh on Hugo, right? I mean, if he could save it, he saved it. He I mean, was at <laughs> full stretch. It I
5: think uh, I world. don't.
6: I wouldn't have said he could have saved it, but you know when like you could you can pick holes in every goal, really. But um, it felt like. With someone like Ronaldo, if you stand off him at long range, he's always going to have a pop. And I think Dyer stood off him a little bit and gave him a little bit more. Yeah, it felt like he had too a lot much of room. space. And then there was like a, another chance five minutes later, or maybe ten minutes later, where Pogba was in the same position and Dyer didn't close him down, and Pogba had a shot, and it kind of like just rolled wide of the post. But I was like, if you've got two players like that who aren't scared of having shots, and Ronaldo just scored that fucking master blaster, then Close those fuckers down, man! Just smash into him. Don't <clears throat> let him get a shot away. But Uh-ohs. by the same
4: token, like in that the XG for that goal, Rick,
6: <laughs> lovely. <laughs> Give it to me.
4: <laughs> I don't know what it was, but I'd imagine it was quite low. Like, but generally in games, you you a, a shot. But then he had so much space that someone of his quality will put it in that area of the goal. This, I, get, this, I, I thought he had. He was given too much space, but football moves he, quickly. He was, but he will be given that space again and, and will not score.
5: He Won't hit the target like that's. It's rare, right? Even for a player of his quality, that is rare. And you know, I get it. Yeah, like shutting down, he could shut him down, and he could still go in. Like it just shutting him down doesn't guarantee that he doesn't get the shot away. Like he could still get the shot away. As I guess my point is, like, basically, we're two teams that have some very, very good individuals, but aren't particularly great teams we were playing as a team much better than them on the day. Yeah. And their, their brilliant individual just had a brilliant like, performance. And to be honest, he didn't even play that well. He just took his fucking chances. And that's what, why he scored 800 career goals with the fucking score. It's a mad number. So it's really frustrating. And that's what disappointed me so much is, like, they're quite shit, United. Like, they were poor and mm. we were quite decent. And I guess it's that frustrating thing of, like, We were in this horrible catch-22 where we have to finish top four because if we do, we can get better players. If we get better players, we'll be in a much better position next year to do something really good. So this felt like we have to get over the line here to be able to do that. And if we don't do it, then it's going to be even harder for us to then catch up. So it just felt like our entire season just depended on this game. We Mm. actually played all right and didn't get anything. That's what was fucking double wounder. After a couple of days, I just reflected on know, what we've just been talking about, which is there was actually some really good stuff in there. Like there's, there are some, like Kulisevsky is a really fucking decent player. Like, well, that's a really good signing. Romero is really fucking decent. Intercourt was absolute wank. That's the worst game he's played for us. Um, yeah, I was going to come on to that, yeah. But he has been really decent. And so I'm like, we, st- we know we've got problems with fullbacks. We know we've got problems in central midfield. If we solve that in the summer, like there's, there is something there. And previously, we've said for a long time, they're all shit, get rid of them. Yeah, we've got rid of the shit ones. We still got a couple left, and once we get rid of them, then we will have a good team. But it's just, it's fucking painful to get through it. We just have it's to mad, keep isn't going.
4: That we're calling like Ndombélé a shit one when Ben Davies is still there and playing well. <laughs> Mastered, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. No, it, it's uh it, and, and you look at the goals. like You know, there is something you could have done to try and make Ronaldo's goal more difficult for him to score, even though it was difficult in the first instance. But he's, you know, he's he will be he's probably top 3 footballers of all time so he will all, he, even if he's 50 he could probably still hit, hit a ball like that um the second goal which, you know which they, they replied really quickly you know reguion was like a toe offside uh, to, to played him on by by a toe and uh, and then obviously i think was it it was uh, ben davies who lost ronaldo for the header so there are two mistakes, and when you've got a player as as good as Ronaldo and who can read the game in the way that he done, and he was in that position to put those balls in, it, it's it's just one of them. It's just I, it was tough to take, but it was it wasn't as bad as getting absolute. It weren't as bad as the game we lost three 0 in in the um, in the first part of the season.
3: Yeah,
4: no. So it there there has been there has been sort of massive strides forward. Um, but the, if you look at our form in the last 15 games it's like win-win, lose-lose win-win, lose-lose win-win, lose-lose lose, win-lose and then um, so it's, it's it's something that needs to be addressed and I think it probably does come down to quality or it comes down to Conte I'm not ready to doubt him yet so I'm going to put it down to quality and squad size and the options that he has available to him and when, when one of our you know players that have come in in Bentancourt who has been really good since he come in, and there were moments in this game where he was good, but his his rashness in the tackle led to two of their goals. It's, he was like, and he's been asked to be aggressive, but it just for Fred to actually do him like a kipper for the third goal, sort of for, for the first goal. I think it was it's just like this little flick, and he lost he lost his player a couple of times. But I'm not going to be too critical. He's new to the league. He's been fantastic so far. Let's not sort of. I don't think any, anyone out there is ready to. Poor shit on him. Are they? I hope not. Otherwise, like, you can't... Like, I remember, like,
5: Kuliseski come on for 20 minutes. Everyone's like, slow shit, fucking get him out. Get him out of my car. This is what we do. And now it's like, Ben call, like, oh, no, actually, even though he's had, like, eight decent games. Like, fucking shit, rubbish, can't cut it. It's like, fuck me. I bet there's some people you know what, out there. Like, some really good players have bad games every so once in a while. Like, it does fucking happen. Like, they're allowed to have a bad game. And it's like, especially if you're... New to the league, away at Old Trafford's pretty intense against like Pogba. Fred's not a great player, but he's a fucking rash, isn't he? He's like all over people. It's not it's not easy to play in that midfield. So yeah, fucking hell. Gotta let him have a day. I
6: mm. didn't think he was I didn't think he was that bad. I, I I was more disappointed with Reggie and Doherty, to be honest. I thought, um like uh, it's re- I find it really hard to um We've all been pretty critical of Dockers and Reggie as well. <laughs> is that his nickname, is it? Dockers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I realise how hard a position it is to play in Conte's team because not only are they defending, but they're, they're the people that are creating that width and and overloading on those sides and, and being part of an attacking force. So... Not only do you have to be good in attack with your final ball, shooting, through balls, whatever it is, you have to be positionally great when you're defending and aggressive in the tackle. So it's hard to balance both of those things. And with Reggie and uh, Dockers, I don't think it's their... Actually, no, Dockers is is a natural wing-back, isn't he? I don't think Reggie is. Yeah, he is, But... I just felt like a like Reggie like it's tough to to um put him over the coals for it, but like mm. Reggie playing um whoever it was on the side uh, I think he was the one uh, that had pointed to, for everyone to step up, and he was the only one that didn't <laughs> um which is poor form, but also I just noticed where he was getting in positions into the into the attacking third, and he'd always cut back in on his right foot. Then it would slow down, then he'd pass the ball back, or he'd make the wrong pass, or he would just I just don't know if he's the he's the guy, do you know what I mean? I think we've been having more success with Sess at the moment. Um it's disappointing that he's now out injured. And I thought it Could be uh, one month or he... six
4: months apparently.
6: Fucking hell, that's mental. But what, how is it one month or six months i've got i've got um some probiotic tablets right that i take right and it and it advises to take one or two tablets once or twice a day like so, what is it so, what, what do you want me to do just tell me i'll do it i'm not afraid just tell me what you want me to do is it two or four <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't know it's a big difference big difference um, but, um what, go yeah Doc, Doc, sorry Docky there was a bit I can't remember where it was but there was a ball that went over the top in the first half Docky he completely lost the flight of the ball when someone nipped in behind him and I was just like that's such a fucking championship decision <laughs> uh, how I you ask... lose the flight and like how he, he just looked like such an idiot but <laughs> I don't want to be harsh sorry
4: <laughs> so he's an idiot but I don't want to be harsh. <laughs> uh, I uh, can I ask you a question Uh, Based on on that (laughs) that performance alone, how many, apart from Ronaldo, Manchester United players would you pick based on that performance alone? Or just on that? Not on what they could do or what what they are. Apart from Ronaldo, how many would you have put in in the Spurs side? Hello?
6: Trying to remember. Trying to remember who he's (laughs) playing now. Well, um, I mean, would would
4: you put the low in there? Is no. it the Delo- Would you put um, Fred oh, Mag- no. Maguire? No. Fred, would mm-hmm. you want Fred to in, in for the rest of the season? Maybe. No. Varane, who obviously carries with him a lot, but on that performance alone, don't know. We got in, like Davies just skipped past him on, on one occasion and put that ball in for for the guy. So 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 if. If it is just Ronaldo, and there may be a couple more, but if it is just Ronaldo, then on that showing, <laughs> it weren't that bad. It's not that bad. And, and I think it isn't just about Tottenham. Being a Spurs fan isn't just about following Spurs, is it? It's about what our rivals do. And this weekend, obviously on Sunday and Saturday, all of our rivals won. won all of them. And that makes it very, very difficult for the Champions League. And I understand like that... When I, if Spurs Spurs lose, I turn off football for the weekend. I only find out through messaging WhatsApp, and you know I didn't watch the Arsenal game, wasn't interested in it because I kind of knew I'd, I'd accepted what was going to happen, and that was it. But as a performance on its own, it's not the end of the world. And we got. Actually, I'll read some out of the, the the messages. I want to see what you guys think of these messages that I received from you.
6: Just, just going back in... as well, um, like. I didn't think, like, after like, I didn't think that we would we would get three points at Old Trafford, um, and it wasn't the game that I thought in my heart of hearts. If we lose there, that's top four definitely, definitely gone. So I'd kind of already written off the points or getting maximum points anyway, and a draw up there would have been decent. But like, if we, I you know, I don't know the the table off. I'll get it now. Man but but it's if 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 we win our two games in hand on West Ham and United I think we go a point above United I think. We've got um, we've we
4: got to play West Ham this week as well, haven't we?
6: Yes. So so, mm-hmm. so that could, that could be even you know things could be even brighter by then. Um but if we are at the top, top of the pack and we are fifth and then the Gooners have got I think they have got Liverpool, I think they have got Chelsea they may even have United at some point. You know, they've got some uh, yeah, some shit games and if they play against Liverpool and they lose, it, that could be the breaking of them and that could be their sticky patch and they're, I think they're the most informed team at the moment and they've been like it for a while. What goes up must come down and <laughs> I'm just hoping that they have a bit of a stumble and we have a bit of a kind Resurgents. of a... Yeah, exactly. We've got we've got a, we, uh, we've got
4: eleven games left. We have to win ten of them, I think, and that's yeah. a massive. I don't. I'm not sure we've ever had that form ever. So I, I think nine or ten wins may see us in the top four. But are we coming to a point? Uh, <laughs> did it <get> again? <laughs> we come to a point, John, that um, that uh, we need to sort of stop thinking about top four and start being realistic. Yeah, I mean,
5: this is this is classic me and us, which is that, like, right, that's it. If we don't win it, that's it. And we lose, and we go, yeah, but uh, if we win this game and everyone else loses and then we win the next 10 games, I'm letting it go because it will fucking break me if I keep thinking that we're in it. So I'm at the point now where I'm like, do you know what? Let's just bumble our way to the end of the season. I don't want to finish in Europa League. I don't want to finish in that fucking Farmers Conference. I'm just I just want to get the season over and done with in a way that's not like a collapse so that it's like appalling and everyone and like Conte is like threatening to walk in a way that's just like we stumble over the line and by default just finish like 8th and then we can just have a clean summer because and a, and a clean go at it next season because I just think we we and Conte particularly can't deal with like two or 3 games a week like we just we're not in a position to do that with the squad that we've got and it's for me, it was Champions League or nothing. Because I, I think like Europa League and Conference League will fuck us again. So, they're my scenarios, basically. Either we win ten games in a row, and then somehow manage to get into the Champions League against all odds, which, let's face it, would be fucking unbelievable. Or we just fuck our way, winning the odd game here and there, losing a few, and then we finish outside all of the European places, so we can just have a proper summer. Um, that obviously comes with its risks, though, like... I think the Kane scenario is back up in the air again in the summer. Conte is very emotional, but we'll see. He seems committed at the moment. Um, so, yeah, it's not without well, his risks.
4: You saw the uh, the stuff reported by AAA about, um, well, there's a couple of things. There was that he's been approached by PSG to take over from Leonardo. He's saying that he's committed to Spurs and he wants to stay at Spurs and that isn't an issue, although he's on the contract, but not a long contract. He's on another, he's got 1.5, one point, well, a year and a half, um, but it, uh, you know the noise is coming from him is that he's 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 staying, and um, Kane has also talked about how not talk, This is rumor. This is coming through the press, but like how impressed he's been with Conte's attitude and like his winning mentality, and like it's be all or end all and that uh, Spurs will offer him a new contract. I think a lot of it will depend on. Uh, would depend on who we bring in, how active we are how ambitious we are, even without, um, you know, Champions League football. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a, it's a strange situation. I think I, I don't know what you made of any of that or any of those comments, Rick or John about Parati and Conte and Kane. It feels like we need to keep the three of them and we have a good position to be in. Like when Mourinho left, if you, if you said that we had the technical director from Juve, we one of the best managers in the world, and Conte, and Harry Kane wanted to leave, but was convinced to stay. Feels like we've we've got an opportunity to build here. It just means, as ever, speculation from Levy.
6: Yeah, totally. I mean, um, it's going to be. I, I, I do feel like this Champions League spot is going to be um, a huge deciding factor whether Conte is just like. Can I actually be asked to play in the Europa? That's fucking below me. I ain't going to do that. I don't think you would be that way. No. Um Kane as well, you know, he's getting on now and he wants to be in the Champions League and like you, you I've also heard um rumors that City have bought Haaland or or got a contract in agreement. So I don't know whether Kane's going to go City now. Um, or where or who's going to pick him up? So um... if, if, if
4: City get Harland, it's it's over, isn't it? Forever. For for the next five years, it's over.
6: Oh, I don't know, mate. But you don't read. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, it is yeah. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> so
4: what, what's the fucking point?
6: What is the point? Um,
4: yeah. That's it. That's the end of the podcast forever. (laughs) (laughs) We're all just giving up. No point. (laughs) Right, we're declaring it now. Manchester City champions for the next five years or so. Mate, he's 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 one of the best number nines in world football. Now, what's he going to be like in two years, three years under Guardiola? It's it's fucking stupid. It's absolutely
5: stupid. It is shit. The the only thing we can like, I'm holding on to, is that Guardiola gets like bored and wants to have a new project and moves on and then City go back to that like a bit like Chelsea like one year they'll be amazing and then big egos and they fall out and they sell a couple of players and a new manager comes in they go shit for a year or so and then they like it's a bit more of a cycle because at the minute they're just they're just literally not stopping and they will just win the league for like when five he years.
6: he right. he was going to leave Guardiola? Yeah. He said it. When, when was it?
5: Not soon enough Rick.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when when Rick? When's he yeah, going? When when?
5: <laughs> I don't know he did mention it didn't he he was like my contract because he, he has like a rolling contract doesn't he and he's like well I'll yeah. consider my options but like where does he go well he can do does that I... every
4: year yeah like, I mean what what's he going to do like, what? he's done it in Barcelona he's done Bayern Munich he's done Manchester City PSG's pointless because it's all about Champions League he's not won the Champions League with
6: City so unless he does that then it's like where does he go come Spurs mate So you get on there he's just going to sit on a beach somewhere sit yeah. on a beach I... in his long sleeve Stone Island jumper
4: yeah, it does. 20%. It does feel like he needs, to, like, like he needs to. Do, like, we know he's good. Like, he's not just good. He's the be- like as Conte said last week. He's, he's the best manager in world football, and, and he's got every every tool available to him. And the you know, the last test surely to him will be: All right, will fucking do it with Burnley then, or yeah. Spurs. Do it with Spurs. <laughs> Come and do it with Spurs. But like, we won't give you every tool, but we'll give you half the tools you need. Let's see what you can do with half the tools.
6: Blunt knives,
4: yeah. Bent forks. This conversation rem- r- reminds me of when um, we were in my flat in um, what was the name of the road? Western Park, one six eight Western Park. Oh yeah, yeah. And you used to come down. I'm, I'm sure I'm able really able to say this, but we used to we used to indulge in a certain uh, you know something that grows out of the ground. That's yeah. from, you know that, that God gave us, and uh, we'd <laughs> sit, sit in my garden and. I think the, the vast majority of the conversations will be about, when's Arsene Wenger going to leave Arsenal? <laughs> when, <laughs> do you remember this conversation? When is he going to go? Because I'm sick of him. And this is, this is not yeah, long. This is not long after the Invincibles. Like, it must have been about 2008, 2009. I remember actually watching a game in that flat with Huddleston when he scored that absolute fucking glorious strike against Manchester City. It was like on, on the half volley from range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was that long ago, just just sitting there, just looking at each other, fucking baked, going, when's he going to (laughs) leave? And eventually he did, and now they're fucking better than us. So uh, (laughs) fuck football. Anyway, um, this is the second part of my, well, not my conversation. It's not like I was in one long conversation and it was edited. Uh, I did another conversation with John Mottson, and uh, you're about to hear it if you want to. If not, skip forward. Don't skip forward, listen to it.
1: just to say when people say who's the best player you've ever seen and I say for the sake of this Cristiano Ronaldo uh, I always think well what about the best English player because you know all the overseas players who've come into our game and shown such incredible uh, presence and and, and skill but you know something I know we're going to speak to Flavio I think it is in just a minute or two about Tottenham because the best English player I ever saw or ever commentated on was Paul Gascoigne, who who doesn't figure in this list at the moment, although he did produce some fantastic moments in his Tottenham career before he went to Italy.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Flav, should we bring you in on that one?
4: Yeah, absolutely. He was he, he was an incredible player, and I, I remember um, there was a moment when I was about. I don't know, maybe 10 years old where he was being sold to Lazio a year after he's done his cruciate in the cup final when he put that challenge in on Gary Charles. Yeah. And the, the it echoed around while Lane in his final, final game it was like, don't go Gascoigne don't go Gascoigne. So it was, he, he was unreal. And I think for, for a lot of Spurs fans, certainly the ones that were born in the eighties, we really appreciate how good a player he was. He was fantastic. But I do have a uh, I do, uh, I do on, have a question
6: for
4: on. Martin. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, we, I want to go back to the um, uh, the, the, the the Argentina and an England game where Maradona handballed the ball in, and that shouldn't define his career, but it has to some degree. But as a commentator, I'm not sure if he was on that game. But as a commentator and an England fan, naturally, how do you compose yourself? How do, like when that happens? And obviously, every there is a nation of fury that's gone into uh, or reacting to that moment. How's a how how's a commentator? How do, how do you compose yourself and and just think? Well, I've got to do my job. How, how easy or difficult is that?
1: Well, it was quite difficult when Gascoigne got booked and burst into tears because, of course, that was his second yellow card, and it would have ruled him out of the final if England had got through. And I always remember on that when that happened, I, I was quite emotional myself when I saw the German players jump up and almost get Gascoigne booked, and then I saw him start to cry. And I looked down at my monitor and I saw a shot of Gary Lineker who was really close up, and you heard him, you saw him mouth the words "Have a word with him" to Bobby yeah. Robson. Because obviously Gaza was in no fit state, or so it seemed at the time, to play the rest of the game. Uh, as it turned out, it wouldn't have mattered because England went out on penalties. Although I suppose you could always argue that had Gaza, well, I don't know, it doesn't matter whether we had the right penalty takers or not, <laughs> but, but Gaza always scored from the spot. And so too did, did Lineker. But Waddle and Pierce had to sort of live with that for quite a long time, didn't they? And I always remember Stuart Pierce. Um, what was it, six years later in Euro 96 when he took a penalty against Spain and he went across to the fans and and let all that emotion come out. But that was the nearest I ever saw, Flavio, uh, to England in a World Cup final because I'd waited so many years to commentate on England in a a final and there we were within penalty distance of getting into the final in 1990. But uh, West Germany, uh, they had some revenge, I suppose, to get from England – Because we're going to talk in a minute or two, I think, Alison, about the time that England beat West Germany, which was, of course, the only time we've ever won the World Cup in 1966. But goodness me. But but you've made a good point, Flavio. Sometimes emotionally, you have to keep yourself in check when you're commentating and not let your feelings come out straight away.
4: I, I love the fact that you're calling me Flavio because my very best friends call me Flavios and now I can count John Matson as my one of my very best friends. I've got a no, another bone to pick with you though, John. Go on. I'm sorry, mate. Sorry. Is the, the, how can Tottenham's comeback against Ajax not be in your top 10 oh dear. Where, when you've included Liverpool in that same same conversation? That well,
1: must, come on. Well, I, I have to say that No Liverpool... one's heard of that game, Flav. Well, uh, it could easily have got in, couldn't it? I mean, and there have been many Tottenham matches down the years, particularly in the early years under Bill Nicholson, who our older listeners will relate to when Tottenham came very close to winning a Europe. Well, they did win a European trophy, but it it was the Cup Winners' Cup, not the Champions' Cup uh, back in the 60s. Um, so really, I, I, there's no reason why I Spurs didn't figure in this list. It's just that if we had to do 50 games, and we've had to have done 100 to include all the games that, that people would have picked out themselves. So yes, I'm yeah. sorry, I've got
4: to say,
1: but I've voted for Gaza in that other category. So I hope you'll forgive me.
4: I do. One final thing. I uh, one 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 final point I want to make. Go on. Is is um obviously you must have seen over the weekend that Harry Kane overtook Henri yeah. for in the goal scoring uh records in the Premier League. So we, 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 we agreed previously last week when, when, when we, we talked <laughs> yeah, I remember that he, <laughs> Yeah, he was he was he, likely to be the best Premier League striker of all time, but you can agree with me that Harry Kane is much better than Thierry Henry. He's got to be.
1: Well, you can say that. I mean, he's only one behind Frank Lampard, isn't he, in the in the uh, all-time list? And, of course, his main target is Alan Shearer, isn't it? And I think the way Harry Kane is playing and the time he's got on his side, I can see a day coming when Harry Kane overtakes she- Shearer and becomes all the all-time top goal scorer in the Premier League yeah and I agree
4: like... and Thierry Henry would be a footnote at that point <laughs> <laughs> i not okay.
2: Robbie, and if you're talking about Thierry Henry he's going to want to defend you <laughs> Yes. defend himself but um, I was on um, Antonio Conte's press conference today actually and asked him about Harry Kane as well because I'd noticed that Harry had done an interview saying that uh, Conte had added some extra strings to his bow which bless Conte I think that completely confused him he's never heard that um, that expression before but um, he said and, and, and I'll quote it and you'll hear it in the press conference for us later but he said I believe that Harry Kane I mean he said it before but he will be the best in the world he said
4: So as we always do we ask for questions um, from I would say the loving public of the fighting cock but I'm not sure that's true Uh, Stephen Tilly he responded with meh doesn't even have it in him to uh, ask a question and I feel like that meh feeling is is one that all of us feel after Spurs now that Spurs have become semi good that where our expectations are through the roof, and every defeat feels like, how am I going to deal with this, other than being disinterested? There, do, how how do you cope now these these days, John? How do you cope these days when we've we haven't got the result we wanted? We've lost. We've lost. You know, reach of the top four. Do you just sort of turn off, or is it? What well, do you sit and sulk? What do you do? So I've got.
5: My, like, f- intake of football has gone down. When I was, like, 15, I would consume everything to do with football, like read magazines, like, watch, like, football-focused, then watch, like, Italian football on a Sunday on, like, Channel 4, watch all the games, any league, everything all the time. As I've got older, I've, like, like whittled, <laughs> whittled that down to just, like, the odd big Premier League game uh, and Spurs games to now just literally five minutes before kickoff. And immediately after the whistle goes. <laughs>
3: yeah. Win or you. lose,
5: actually. I like I don't I don't really consume much I'm with after. You. That. I'm if, with you, yeah. if we win, I'll watch it again. If it was like really like the city game was fucking great. So I like watched that match a day and listened to every podcast. It was amazing. If we don't win, I will listen to like I'll listen to podcasts. So like almost like Rick said, just indulge in the fucking frustration and rage and depression. I just want to like wash it over me and then just like let it go. Uh, in the immediate aftermath of games where we lose, I'm so angry. Like, I'm just a pig to be around. And Ree just fucking hates being around me. And she just she winds me up because she's just like, it's just game football, not? Don't know why you're getting so annoyed. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's making that's, me more annoyed now.
4: So, yeah, but that, that's, um, that, I don't think that's acceptable, Joe. It's not acceptable, mate. She should, mate. She really should understand just, what you're interested in and, and, yeah. and respect you for it. Yeah. A lack, of respect, it lack,
5: is lack of respect. Lack of respect, if anything. And i've told her you know you've got no interests, which is why i can't retaliate you're a boring person that's not my fault um, i love that you know, oh, which, get petty get which personal really got her. and get, now
4: she's get deep. Yeah. get deep now she's taking up
5: anything just she's just into <laughs> haberdashery just to like just to throw <laughs> it in my face um so yeah i get really annoyed and then i just i don't know i just realized that actually it's fine like i can't change it i can't do anything about it like it doesn't matter if I'm really mad or didn't watch it. There were shit games that I couldn't watch and it didn't affect me that, ma- that badly because I can't actually affect the game. And I know we all feel like we add something, but really we, we, we don't, right? So it's almost like a bit of an ego thing where we think, well, if I'm watching it, we, I, I'm, I'm doing my bit. You're like, you're not we are, we are nothing, man. John. We are we're nothing. We're insignificant. So I don't know if that makes you feel better to know that you're insignificant. We are, in, waste we are of space.
4: every football fan is an insignificant little worm.
5: I mean, look, look at um, lockdown football when there were no fans. No one gave a fuck.
4: Do no no you amount of conversations like, I'm not sure if I like football. I've had the amount of conversations I had during the lockdowns was, I just don't mind the spur the, the, not just Spurs, but football w- wasn't there. Yeah, and I got it. I got it. I do, it it's mad how, how how the game defines us and how, how how we can never stop watching. But there is a growing realization amongst men in their late 30s, early 40s that. Perhaps we shouldn't let something we can't control control us completely.
5: That's where I'm at. So I have okay, decided but, to. But we be can't more stop. Zen. You can't not watch it. I still get wound
4: up. What but. you said about being more Zen is a good friend of mine and Ricky's back in the day called um, David Float, and he he developed a Zen philosophy under Martin Yaw. Do you remember it, Rick? Yeah. Where he he was he was pre- he was ahead of his time. He was preaching this idea of. Like I said, don't let things that you can't control control you completely. And, and um, it's, it's impossible to put into practice unless you give up football completely. Because what's so beautiful about the game is that it does control you completely. And you're, you're, you're giving yourself to it. You're just saying, go on, fuck me. <laughs> One way, I'm, if I'm going to enjoy it, I'm not going to enjoy it. But either way, I want you to fuck me. That's, that's where we are. And then afterwards, we're going to complain about it. Well, I didn't enjoy the way you fucked me then. Or last time, I was like, that was fucking great. <laughs> and and, and that's, that's the roll of the dice, isn't it? Sometimes you enjoy it, sometimes you not enjoy it, but you've agreed to it. You got into bed. It's, uh, if you don't it's... don't wanna, if you don't like the way you're going to be fucked, don't get into bed. It was consensual always, but some were better than others. <laughs> yeah. There's sometimes it was consensual. It was always consensual, but sometimes it went a little bit overboard and it felt like, actually, I didn't agree to this bit. Didn't yeah.
6: agree
4: to be punched in the back of the head. Yeah, I didn't, didn't agree, agree to be being... Yeah, don't, don't spit on my cheek for fuck's
6: sake. From from a young age to thirty nine years old, I still find it all too consuming. Like the, the 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 pain and hurt from losing never dulls. It is still as fucking sharp and <laughs> horrid as it is. Like I think, like, uh, maybe two weeks ago, I think can't remember what it was. Uh, we, I think it was after the Burnley game where we lost. And I was fucking angry anyway because of it. But I went to bed and I had a dream where my mate was in it who supports Arsenal and he was giving me grief. And I woke up in the morning and I was just like, I can't fucking escape you. Like, you're in my dreams. Like, you're <laughs> getting me. Everywhere I go, there is no quiet time for me. And I just, like, the older I get... The less, um, like John was saying, the the older I get, the less involved I am with this kind of badge wearing of, oh, I'm a season ticket holder. I go to Spurs every week. I'm like go to every game wherever and all that lot. And now I kind of find myself shrugging my shoulders at midweek games and thinking I'll pick it up on a stream. I ain't tra- I'm not travelling an hour and a half to the ground and an hour and a half back. It's pitch black. It's freezing. All these other... Like, when I was younger, I'd fucking be... I'd be there two hours before kickoff, like, loving life, but it, in the Bel air with you. But then i But
4: I've, there, there weren't 200 games a, a season on Sky and there wasn't a stream for every game then. It, like, football's changed. Like, that diehard, That die-hard sort of go-to-every-game attitude, and, and it, it, it exists definitely exists at Spurs, like our way and, and, and the people that go away and some of them will be listening to this. I'm sure like they, they haven't changed. They go, they go like they still go, but for fans that aren't as committed to it as the, those guys, and I'll commend them forever. It's too easy to watch football now. Yeah. And maybe it should be a little bit harder. Maybe. Yeah, no, I totally
6: hit... agree. Cause that's where I am. And like, um, but even though I'm like more detached from where from what I was, like of making sure I'm at every single game come hello high water, but I'm still I, I still feel that same pain and suffering even though I'm not there. Which do is you, fucking you, bullshit.
4: I wonder I wonder um if you guys have this feeling, John, if you have this feeling of foreboding. Like there's a constant feeling of foreboding when you follow Spurs. And I will track this all the way back to some, there was a point, and you were with me, Ricky, actually, where Spurs were playing Chelsea in the League Cup final, two thousand eight, last time we won a trophy, I think. And yeah. um, you, we met each other in Chend at a bus stop, and we were about to head over towards the green. Was it called the Green Man? I think it's called the Green yeah. Man pub. And you was like, "You excited?" And I was like, "Nah, more." Sort of, there's an element, there's a kind of air of trepidation about this because so I always felt like no matter what, and I had this a bit on Saturday, but I just felt like we weren't going to get it. We weren't, we're not going to get it. We're never going to get it. We're never, we're never, we're never going to be the team that gets over the line. And then on that day in 2008, we were the team. We did do it. Um, but it, it yeah, it was just, it's just this weird. Thing that Spurs fans have to deal with because we're a massive football club. We are the same. We, we should have the same expectation as Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool, Manchester United, and more recently Manchester City. Because we are one of those. We are talked about in the same breath like other fans, and you know other rival fans are going to give us grief for that and and think that we shouldn't be. But the reality is, we are. We
6: absolutely are. You so, think our, like our collective mindset. Of Tottenham, of this foreboding, of we are the team that uh, put the pressure on, and that we never get over the line. That we kind of it's self fulfilling prophecy. That that's how we feel about Can it- Tottenham because because Liverpool fans, man, and they won a fucking hell of a lot, but it almost feels like they suck the ball into the net at times because their yeah. belief is just so yeah. Um, immovable that have
4: you, have you ever 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 heard Liverpool boo their team off ever
6: no I've never I don't heard I think it. I have
4: I've never heard it even under Roy Hodgson when they absolutely fucking hated Roy Hodgson we will boo our team off when we're not winning at half time that has happened this season
6: <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell it's mad when you say that out loud
4: but that's yeah I mean if the atmosphere do you think the players don't pick up on that atmosphere of course they do and I'm not saying that people shouldn't boo because of all the money they're paying and stuff. But maybe, collectively, if it cost a pound to get in and we weren't worried about losing that money and it didn't affect our, our lives personally, maybe we'd be a little bit more like Liverpool. Maybe we hate Liverpool fans because they are that way, so so completely defensive of their football club. And try, as you say, sucking the ball into the net. You know, I'd I'd rather win nothing than be a Liverpool fan. Do you know what I mean to be one well, of them, but 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 yeah. you, you can't take away the fact that they do, without question, back their football club constantly. Yeah, this is
5: what you just said at the end there, mate. Is, is kind of how I feel about it, which is that the reason and the thing that we all like about Spurs fans is the reason that we're <laughs> not the sorry, not the reason, but it could be like the the energy that we give off is why. Don't have that success. The reason that Liverpool fans are fucking unbearable to be around. United fans, for the same reason. Chelsea, Arsenal, they all have that same. Just they're just pricks, and they're pricks because they have this sense of entitlement. Spurs fans are very like self-deprecating, which is which is quite endearing. And most people you meet, like I know we'll all be biased, but like most people you meet who are Spurs, who aren't like the hardcore fucking geezers... just normal blokes who are Spurs. Are just nice. There's nice people that do nice jobs. The average goon on the street is one of the postman. biggest cunts in the world.
3: They'll be, a, they'll be a
5: fucking prick, and it's it's because they they'll just when someone says that they're Spurs, they're postmen no, like, and YouTubers. That's that's the <laughs> Arsenal fan base. That's it. So, but like when someone says they're Spurs, there's no like they're just like yeah, and then they'll just like say oh this is why I follow the club or whatever. When you say it's about Arsenal, there's always like another agenda. It's always pointed. They're always like got an issue. Same with Liverpool, right? There's just this like it's. They never do anything wrong. Every the world's against them. They do have this thing, and I do think there is a there is an energy that is just like given off that we've all got. That I don't know who's responsible for shaking it. Like in a way, Poch, Poch was the worst thing that ever happened to us because he gave us hope. And it's a bit like Shawshank Redemption when Morgan Freeman says to Tim Robbins' character, "The worst thing a man can have is hope," because it, when you don't get what you want, it will fucking kill you. That is Tottenham Hotspur. Pochettino gave us hope. And now this is why we all feel so shit because it didn't used to feel this bad definitely didn't. That is why. So Pochettino is the worst thing that's ever happened to Tottenham Hotspur. (laughs) And also people say like all you need is hope. It's not. You don't need hope. You don't. I'd like the fuck the trophies, please. Yeah.
4: I I just want to win.
5: Because he gave us hope and didn't give us the outcome. At least at the end of *Shocking Redemption*, Robbins gets out. He's fucking on the beach with Morgan Freeman. Not
4: red though. Red doesn't. No, no, not red. No, Who's the who hangs himself? Oh, <laughs> Brooks. 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 <laughs> it's not funny. Brooks. Brooks. Brooks is Tottenham. Brooks yeah. is Tottenham.
5: <laughs> Brooks is Brooks is the collective Tottenham fan base just left in the jail to
4: rot while while <laughs> Poch is off in
5: fucking. Yeah, Poch po- is po-
4: going Go on, You're free. Go and live your life. All this hope and all opportunity for you. And we just go to this shitty little room after packing some grocery bags. And we go and do ourselves in because of what Potch gave us. We was happy inside. We was happy with the shitness. We was happy being mediocre. You know who Yole Thanks, was? Oh, Thanks, Potch, for releasing you know. us. Yol was the guy, the, the
5: really nice young lad who tries to help Robbins who gets fucking sniped in there in the courtyard.
4: That's Yol. It was col- collateral damage. Oh, she's got to go. My my understanding, I I, I had it up until that point. I don't don't know. um, Spurs. Fucking Spurs. All right, let me pose another horrible question to you, right? Sure. This is from Fear Gun Nutter. He says, uh, will we end up in the nightmare scenario like missing out on top four, Arsenal finish above us, and Kane and Conte leave the club? that is a proper reset if that happens I mean it's not even a reset it's like he hasn't been long enough here to, to make it a reset my my feeling is we have to accept at some degree that at some point rather that Arsenal will probably will finish above us this season and we'll have to deal with a fallout you know we're not we weren't going to spend the rest of our lives finishing above Arsenal so maybe this season is going to be the one where they finish above us so it's not you know it's not guaranteed but they've got a massive advantage Um, but the idea of Conte leaving after what would be seven months would say more about him than Tottenham. And if he did, then it probably shouldn't have come in the first place. So I don't think he's going to leave. Perhaps he's not going to leave. And if he's there, then Kane will stay. Now, the bigger question is whether Kane will sign that contract if we offer him one. I think if Conte signs a contract, Kane does. Conte agrees to extend for a year, then Kane... Would agree, a, a uh, maybe another year extension on his contract. He's got two years left. I think that's probably what we're looking at. But it is a nightmare scenario if all of what you just suggested. And I don't blame you for thinking about it because I've thought about it. I've definitely thought about Kane and Conte going. <clears throat> but by the same token, boys, Kane, Conte is also the manager who's sort of, you know, led us through the last 15 games that haven't been fantastic. They've been good at parts, but there's been also been poor in parts. So, I don't know what you want to say to that. There isn't a question. There is there?
6: well. No, just uh, you. You, uh, you having you have no doubts about Conte there? Yeah. No, I'm just bringing up the evidence. Well, I mean, the, the yeah, it sounds are... like you're fucking uh, like you're trying to stick a ch- cheeky boot in Conte. I? I love him. I love him so much. I honestly like. I love him, and I love
4: his mentalness, and I think that a team that goes to Old Trafford who plays football in the way that we did, we were attacking the game, we weren't, you know, scared. I think a team that does that should be someone that, that you know, a manager who creates that in a team should be celebrated. And there's no... I I desperately want him to stay. Des- desperately want him to stay. I want him to not only stay for the rest of the, the, the next year of his contracts, I want him to sign a four-year deal and see what happens. That's what I want.
5: If he... um. If he does go, and Kane goes as well, and Parateacher goes to PSG, just go back to Shawshank for a minute. It will, we will be like <laughs> Dufresne going through the shit in that tunnel. But there's no way out. We're just stuck in the tunnel for the rest of his sentence. That's well, what I was about, about to say, what he, what he gets
4: means. out of the tunnel, did not he? And then it, the rain comes and washes him clean of all his sins. No, it's a perpetual cycle of shit. <laughs> We'd never get out of the sewer. We'd no, always it's stay around. around. The sewer. Stuck in the sewer. It's just in
6: a loop. <laughs>
4: just <laughs> crawling through shit forever. That the is the life loop. of a Spurs life. fan. And every now and then there's like a little breath hole and someone puts down a food parcel. <laughs> God, this will keep you going for a little bit longer. That's Conte. Yeah, I yeah, have Conte go down there. What, do you want what, Gareth Bow? Do you remember, remember when we saw Gareth Bow? That was another little food hole. <laughs> Just Let's do enough to drag these pricks along enough so they keep crawling through this shit. And then eventually it'll all be over. Paul Bennett, he asked, and this is a guy who, who um, he said that you never answer the questions anyway. I don't know why you ask him. Why you you the questions if you never ask them? Now we're going to answer it, Paul. Is Sonny beyond blame for not turning up again in capitals? It's not beyond blame, but what do we get from like what are we going to do here? What is you know what what do you want? I mean, right, he's not he didn't play well, and there's been several times he, he didn't play well this season. But
6: what do you want to do? <laughs> Sell him? I him. didn't think I didn't think he was particularly bad against United. Like by when we say not turning up, is that he didn't score, didn't create? So that's 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 his performance out the window. No, I don't. I don't think so. I. I, I mean, he. Yeah, if you're stating it obvious, he didn't score, didn't assist, but I thought he. I thought he played okay. I thought he did. I, th- I thought he did well, actually.
4: But what? But what? What do we do with him? What does Conte do with him if he keeps, as as Paul said, uh, like he's not performing or he, he hasn't performed several times this season? Yeah. Um, what do you do with him? I guess because that's that's ultimately the question. Like, obviously, he's well, you, not performed you, you again. You can
6: you can obviously uh, drop him. But what's your alternative, Bergwijn or Mora? What would you want to do? Do you want to well, play just... an out of form? Son, or do you want to stick Bergwine in and give him a go? Or because personally, I would go with Son every time.
4: Yeah, I think Paul probably is suggesting. I'm, I'm not answering for him, but I'd imagine by.
6: No, uh, I think me. you should answer for him.
4: Well, I think then, if if you're asking me to do that, I think Paul would suggest that we should drop him.
6: Say so before... in what how you think Paul would speak as well. Yeah. It's Paul Bennett, so please. <laughs> yeah.
4: What I think you should fucking do, mate. Is that He's so fucking good, is he? He fucking does my fucking edit Every time he gets fucking caught up, all the players, he's no good. On that left-hand side, he's fucking bulgy Shit. I'm sick and tired of him. I'm sick and tired of him. Get fucking... Why bu- ain't Birdvine getting a chance? Why ain't Birdvine getting a chance? Why aren't he? Why ain't he it? That's what I think he might sound like. And, and Paul, let us know. Uh, did I nail it? If, if you were in a pub on, on a Saturday night at 10... 10 o'clock and Spurs have just lost the Man City. Did I nail it or am I
6: being too harsh? Is that what you want? Send a voice, note, Yeah.
5: Yeah, send us a voice, note, We can, can do a comparison. If you could say the exact monologue Flav just did in your own <laughs> accent, that would be perfect.
4: But um, to, be, to be fair, it's not things I haven't thought. Like when Son's having a bad game, I do feel like, he's oh, yeah, well, no good. But He's back to ball. He's back to goal. Um, you know, he's, he's like, but the fact is, is that he, it doesn't matter because you can't drop him because he's so good.
6: Exactly, there are games where he has been anonymous, uh, and yeah, I, I'll obviously admit that. But what what's my alternative to have Bergwin and Mora? Uh, no, I, there is sometimes, you know, the ball can drop to Sonny, and he could sprint and just slam it home. And I don't see that happening with Mora and Berg. It's just yeah. Son every time.
5: There's a reason that like the best players of all time, you know, when like they're like, oh, here's their highlights. The reason their highlights clips aren't fucking eighty five days long is because they had a load of shit games as well, where they didn't do anything good. Yeah. So nothing to add yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so, That's uh, that's so true.
5: Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've all seen the same clips of Zidane doing absolute bits in World Cups. Do you know how many fucking just average games, bad games he had for Juventus early uh, in his career that no one gives a shit about, or games he didn't play very well for, for Real Madrid? Fucking loads, because. That is, is, a,
4: that is, the one of the best points you've ever made, John, or anyone's cheers, ever made. <laughs> because because footballers have average games. They always do. It's what hundreds, they can do in
5: like hundreds and hundreds the, of games.
4: There was conversation. Well. There was conversations about Ronaldo. Was it a mistake that Ronaldo so- went back to Manchester United? That was an actual like a continuous sh- like strain of of conversation about Ronaldo and then he comes and scores a f- fucking hat-trick against Spurs.
5: So just don't worry about it. Players are, it's it's the same reason what we were talking about before about like going to football and being emotionally involved in football. It's it's fucking rewired our brains because now we watch every fucking game. People didn't used to see l- every game. They'd only see like the big games that th- that player would like play in. Like most West Ham fans in the eighties would have never seen Sun play except for the two times he plays against their club. Now they see every fucking game, every minute, all the time, and so we just expect players to just be amazing all the time because they like they score in certain games. So we expect it to be that way all the time, which is why like so many top tier talents just get slagged off as soon as they have a bad game. Oh, they're shit, they're rubbish, they're not good enough. But Maurice is a World Cup winning goalkeeper. He gets fucking pelters, like he gets slated by our fan base so much. He is. One of the best keepers in the world, like in our lifetime, he's certainly one of the best keepers in the world. Is he the best? Has he ever been number one? Maybe not, right? But like, we we pretty lucky to have a keeper. He could have gone to a lot of other top top teams, and he and he stayed with us, right? But he gets pelters. Again, in the '90s, he would we would have been absolutely wanking him off left, right, and centre. Now it's like, has one bad game, make some mistake, Shit, we need to get rid of him. Need to be planning. (laughs) Game has just fucking changed. Like it's just changed. And not for the better, like football in general is not as good as it was. And I think these are the, some of the reasons for it. So just embrace the good bits. Don't worry about it. One day we'll get out of the shit pipe. The water will wash us clean. We'll be on a beach with Morgan Freeman. It'll be fine.
4: <laughs> I was going to ask a question from Nick Wilkinson. He says, is this the most exhausting season supporting Spurs in recent history or ever? And I, I I wanted to end what with what you were just saying there, John, because I thought that was hopeful. But I was interested by this question, like because mm. I I'm feeling fatigue, and I I feel like we a lot of fans get fatigued by this point in the season. If you're even if you're still in the running for for things, it's it's it, you've watched a lot of football. There's been a lot of European competition. If you, if you're at Spurs or West Ham or or, or Leicester, um, there's been a lot of football. It's continuous and the 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 drain on that as uh, you know just someone who's invested in something is significant um but do you, is that a fair question that this has been the most exhausting season that you can no. remember
6: no i was on twitter earlier and i saw uh one of my favorite accounts i think it's uh, i think it's called is it hotspur memories yeah. um where and they'd posted today it was like on this day and it was um, Tottenham three, Liverpool three. Um, and I, I, I went to that it. game at White Lane. Klinsman scored, Janola scored, and during the commentary, Did Redknapp scored a, uh, a free kick for them. Uh, I can't quite remember. I know McManaman scored. I'm pretty um, sure
4: Red, Redknapp equalised with a free kick. I'm, I'm almost certain I was at White. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's not about me. It's
6: not during about the, me. the uh, during the commentary, it said this will, uh, this point will help in Spurs's survival. Survival. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We nearly got fucking relegated, mate. Mate, we do you remember got relegated out of the league? Do you remember two points from eight games? Like, uh, there, there were West Ham you, uh, fans throwing parties,
4: throwing relegation yeah. parties for Spurs after eight games.
6: Can you imagine if we if we if we were supporting Tottenham and they, like and we got relegated and like during that time that was fucking tough. At the moment. It's disappointing at times. It's frustrating at times. But it is not the most nerve wracking or making me. We get to this point or near to this point every time in the season, don't we? We're just thinking, oh, I can't wait to the last game of the season, just so I can fucking have a little <laughs> lie down. You... By the time you've t- <laughs> by the time you kicked your fucking dirty moccasins off and you're laying 180 degrees on your bed, you think, God, I wish Tottenham was back.
4: No, uh, Rick, this reminds me of your household where um you're 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 desperate for the kids. You haven't had you haven't had a wank in fucking oh, god knows how long, maybe four days. You haven't had a wank in four days. No release. Your balls are yep. fucking blue and you're waiting for the kids to and the, and the and, and and your missus to go out, just so you can just express yourself as a man.
6: Yeah. Rid yourself of the poison. Mm. Get rid of the
4: poison and you you. You you and they and they they've gone off to the zoo for the day, eight hours you know eight hours they're going to be gone, and you you do what you do Rick you go into the the dining room because that's where you do it, and you lay yourself <laughs> flat on the ground, and you put a little pillow behind you and a gravy boat in between his legs, <laughs> yeah, and then you just start going at it. And it's fucking brilliant. You're like, this is what I've needed for four days. This is what I've wanted. I've got everything in the world that I want. And then you issue, and then you're like, oh, I'm a husk of a man. And that's, that's what it is, is we need Spurs. We need Spurs. Like even, even though we want the season to end, because we're thinking about next season, the Spurs have always been that. Ah, oh, Next season, we're going to do it. Next season, we'll do it. But you, we're, we're essentially waiting for the moment where the house is clear, where we can lay down flat on the floor. And, uh, <laughs> and, and smash yourself silly and then we need that we need that that moment of clarity after it's happened and realise that we're all disgusting pigs and uh, we just need to be refilled with Tottenham playing football again I don't know if that worked I
6: don't know if that worked at all and no it did I liked it I did it, it like, yeah it's all about yeah. you and, and yeah, I, it's, like, I it's weird that I know so that, much about what, your that's why it resonated for me well. <laughs> all, I, all I just kept feeling filthy thinking. wanking pig
4: <laughs>
6: My mental that's, image is that's what you
4: are, Ricky.
5: Uh, what yeah. are
6: you, Ricky? <laughs> a filthy wanking and Exactly what I am. My mental image is just Rick, <laughs> like
5: starfish, and he's just got a a gravy an empty gravy boat on his chest. And as he's wanking, he's just like he's just he's trying to get it in. <laughs> a little game with himself.
4: And, and at the end of it, he's just he's on the on the floor and he's just he's just shaking in post orgasmic euphoria. He's just like he's, his arms and legs are just. Just shaking like that,
5: <laughs> twitching. Then he gets up and he just carries his little gravy boat full of boat to the just toilet,
4: pours to the, it down toilet. the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Till next time, lads. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. That should have gone in someone, but now it's just in the gravy boat. Yeah. And then he's just looking at it at Sunday dinner, going, "Fuck, did I wash that up?"
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's salt never hurt, uh, uh, anyone did it. Anyway. Uh this has been wonderful boys yeah uh, that has been the fighting cock podcast uh, thank you to John Motson for being involved <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus alright uh, that's it cheers uh, Spurs are playing Brighton and then yeah. we've got West Ham um, we're going to slap them all Right, smash them all
2: it's the in it's the fighting clock. it's the in.
0: Old Jinxie knocks my beer right off the counter and gives me that look that says, no drinking on the clock. But Heineken 00 keeps us both happy. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I get my drink and I can still work on Jinxie's new line of merch. Heineken 00, 0.0% 0. alcohol. Now you
3: can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.
3: Geico asks, How would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.
3: Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV.
2: When I clock out of the hospital at 6 p.m., I'm not done for the night. That's when Gamer Nurse 40 clocks in, and she's got orcs to slay. Sure, I'm playing a 13-year-old in Scranton, but he's a level 53 mage with a filthy mouth. So I need to stay on top of my game. What'd you call me? That's when I crack open
0: a Heineken Zero Zero. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing.
2: So I can focus on stealing his
0: gold before his mom tells him it's bedtime. <sniffs> Take that, kids. Heineken Zero Zero. zero 00 percent alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.